Good morning, Door Creek. Sprecher Campus. Glad to be here. I'm Pastor David, one of the teaching pastors and also the Northside Madison pastor, as Pastor Mark just told you. Uh, good to be here this morning with you again and to continue our series on what matters. Uh, talking today about befriending yourself because you matter. Befriending yourself because you matter. It's been a very interesting weekend. My, it was my, my birthday weekend. Celebrated my birthday. Yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you. All together. No, just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> you don't have to do that. <laughs> but uh, my kids remind me that I'm getting older. Um, they were constantly saying, Dad, you're getting older. And I was like, no, I'm not, you know, just getting better, you know, and I'm getting older. I said, now you want to know old, when I was their age, I said, when I was your age, my parents were old. I said, but me and, your, me and my wife, we ain't, we're not old, even though we are the same age as my parents were when I was at that age. But, you know, they seemed old to me. But me and my wife still seem young and hip. And, you know, so when, so when I say that to my kids, I said, we're young and hip, they said, the fact that you say hip just <laughs> means forget it, you know. <laughs> you just exposed yourself. And so... Yeah, so um, we, we, we try. Um, my son reminds me, you know, you know, that he can see the top of my head and, um, you know, okay, all right. Yeah, that's all right. But I used to change your diapers. Yeah? I saw more than the top of your head, right? So you want to go there? <laughs> so, so even though, you know, your kids think, you know, those things about it, I like who I am. I'm okay because I am who he says I am, right? As the song says, you know, we are chosen, not forsaken. We are who he says we are. And so you ought to feel good about who you are. You ought to feel good about yourself. And so that's what we're going to talk about. Uh, we're going to talk about being, um, loving yourself, that you matter, befriending yourself. So I got to share with you this morning uh, when I came in, uh, it was pouring down rain. Not like it is now. I mean, it was really pouring down rain. So being the gentleman that I am, um, I drove up to the front of the church and under the um, hang, overhang. I let my wife out so she wouldn't get a drop of rain on her. And so I did that and didn't think, oh, go inside and get an umbrella. No, I'm thinking, no, I'll just drive. I'll get a close park and I'll run in. I'll get a few drops on me and, you know, I'll be dashing the drops. You know, I'll get in and won't be that wet. I got in, I get, I was, this shirt looked black. It was so drenched. I had water running down. See, I don't have hair to soak it up. So the water was running down. I'm supposed to have a jacket on, but my jacket is still not dry. So it's back there still drying out. And uh, I was soaking wet. My birthday shoes got wet. My birthday socks got wet. But they're drying up. So I'm okay. I feel pretty, I feel pretty good. So after this morning service, one of the members as we were going out, they said, I have a gift for you. She gave me this. Gave me an umbrella. I said, thank you. I'm going to use this and I'm going to keep this. Yes, indeed. All right? So, Door Creek loves schools. This is my mug, so I'm going to put it right here so you can stare at it. But you got to promise to listen to me. Okay? Don't get lost in staring at the sermon. But we do. We do love schools. And as they were saying about the adopted teacher, um, it is important that we help the teachers uh, continue to educate our kids. Um, for their, they're our future. And um, so being a part of that program is important. So I encourage you, really pray about 
um, adopting a teacher or adopting a school, working with that school to help prepare our kids um, for the future. Okay? So, you matter. We're going to talk about um, getting to know yourself, loving yourself, and caring for yourself. Okay? So these, these things are important. And it's important because the way Jesus loves us, it would be disgraceful for us not to love ourselves. Okay? He's done so much for us. He's given us so much that we need to appreciate who we are because when we take care of ourselves, we show respect and appreciation and praise to God because of who he made us. God didn't make any mistakes. Amen. He didn't make any mistakes. He didn't intend, he didn't mean for me to be six foot. He didn't make a mistake. He didn't say, you know what, I'm tired. I don't need to stop at five, seven. No, he didn't. He didn't mean, he made me who I am and I'm okay with that. Right? He made you who you are, so be okay with it. Be okay with it. All right? So we're going to look at that, how, how the Lord encourages us to love ourselves because of what he's done. So you matter to your friends, you matter to your family, you matter to the church, and you matter to God. So the question is, do you matter to yourself? A big idea that we're going to look at is finding hope in Christ always leads to a better life. Finding hope in Christ leads to a better life. Okay? A better life with Christ. A bitter life without Christ. Okay? You choose. Do you want to be better or do you want to be bitter? Over here. Do you want to be better or do you want to be bitter? All right. Over here again. Do you want to be better or do you want to be bitter? All right, you're with me, okay, praise God. So we're going to look at self-awareness, knowing yourself, knowing who you are, getting to know who you are. Everybody needs a spa day, don't you think? Everybody deserves, yeah, the person next to you deserves a spa. What is a spa day? Special place alone, special place alone, being by yourself, not, not, not about nails and, and toes and things like that. It's about a special place alone where you get to know yourself. You get to build yourself up. You can tell yourself, you know what? You might have failed yesterday, but here's another day. You can do it. Uh, they may not like you, but you know what? I like me. I like who I am. I, I love who God made me. I'm okay. You know, I might have a few flaws and I may have a lot of flaws, but this is who I am. Live with it. You know? Like me or not, I like who I am because this is what God made me. And God gave so much for me, for me not to like who I am. He doesn't make a mistake. All right, so self-awareness. What makes you tick? What makes you tick? What are your triggers? Okay. People that you're around, are they triggers to you? Uh, music that you listen to? Uh, movies that you watch, you know, what triggers, what triggers you to make you feel less about yourself? What triggers you to make you feel distressed or depressed or unappreciative to who you are, who God made you? What triggers you? If it's being around people who are always talking about themselves and putting you down, that's a trigger. Those aren't the kind of people you need to be around, is it? All right? Y'all going to talk to me this morning. Right? I got wet. All right? Come on, talk to me. Amen. 
All right? So what triggers you? What is it that you like about yourself? Yeah? Yeah, I don't have many skills, many talents, you know, but I guess I can find something. Yeah, we all can find something. There is something that you like about yourself. All right? So find that that something. Be aware of of what is in you because it matters. Your self-awareness matters. Okay? Then there's self-esteem. Self-esteem matters. That's what you are. Okay? Your experiences, what you've gone through, what you've been through, your ups, your downs, your mistakes. If there's a traumatic things that happened in your life, those experiences shape us and make us to who, who we are. They help make us who we are. Okay? The experiences that we have. It doesn't mean that they define us, but they are part of our makeup. They're part of who we are. Your experiences. How do you feel about yourself and your experiences? How do you reward yourself? Okay? We all need to reward ourselves for the things that, that we do. Okay? And again, doing a spa time is a time of rewarding yourself. You know, I like, you know, sometimes to reward myself. I'll go out, and my wife doesn't like it uh, sometimes. Um, most of the time she doesn't like it. I'll go out and, um, you know, I'll purchase something. <laughs> purchase something. She caught me one time. She caught me one time in Sam's Wholesale buying a carpet cleaner. Yeah. I don't know what that had to do with, you know, spending pers- you know, time alone, but, uh, you know, I just felt like, you know what? I'm going to get a carpet cleaner. She caught me. She happened to be in the same store with me. Uh, with a friend. She was with a friend. And they, isn't that your husband? You know? Big old box in the car. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> she asked, did I use it? Probably about a half dozen times, but we've had it for about 15 years. So, Still in my basement. There's more dust in it just from sitting than if I was cleaning. But anyway, yeah. So, yeah, so she don't always like that. All right. So, but I like that. I like that about myself. You know, I like that. So I reward myself, you know, when I just, you know, when I feel better, go out and buy a nice shirt, you know, and buy some socks, buy some shoes, um, you know, buy a car. No, um, <laughs> I, I picked up on myself. So your self-esteem matters. So doing things that make you feel, I mean, I don't do anything ridiculous, but, you know, doing things that make you feel good. Telling yourself it's okay, you know, you're, you're a good person. You're, you, have, you, have a good, you have a good heart. It's all right. Um, and then their self-care matters, how you are. Learning to forgive yourself. Learning to forgive yourself. We, are all, we will all do things in our lives that we will regret doing. And many times we will hold it against ourselves. God would have already forgiven us and ready to move on, and we are still kicking ourselves for it. God has forgiven us, but you have not forgiven yourself. Let me tell you, if you keep reminding God of what you did, you know, even though he's forgotten about it, he's wiped it away, he's forgiven you for it, but every now and then you say, well, Lord, you remember last week I did this? And God, you remember uh, last month when I did that or even last night when I did that? Do you want God to say, oh, you know what? I do remember. (laughs) Now that you remind me, now now that you bring it up, I do remember you went right when I told you to go left. I do remember when you said something that you shouldn't have said. 
Do you want God to remember what you've done? So if he's forgiven you, forgive yourself. Move on. You got so much more life to live. You can't be stuck on your mistakes. You can't camp out on your mistakes. You got to keep moving. You got to keep living. Right? Learn to forgive yourself. Then, how do you respond to your sin? How do you respond to your mistakes and your failure? Do you crawl in a fetal position and feel sorry for yourself? Or do you come back out and say, you know, I fell short last time, but I'm going to try again. I'm going to try again. Because many times we can learn from our mistakes. Okay? We can become better people from our mistakes. But God wants us to always remember that no matter what you have experienced or what you have done, you matter to him. You matter to him. You are important to him. He gave too much up for you not to be important to him. Hey, you matter. So we're going to go to uh, uh, scripture, second, um, no, Colossians. Uh, we're going to go to Colossians. We're going to go to Colossians. And we're going to show you why we matter. This is why you matter. Grab your Bibles. Your iPhones, iPads, iPods, or your eyeglasses. Grab them, please. Go to Colossians chapter 2. This is why you matter. And you're going to notice a word that's being used in this passage of Scripture. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but I'm going to see if you notice the word. That is being used in this scripture, a whole bunch. Verse 9. For in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. And in Christ you have been brought to fullness. Okay? You have been brought to what? Fullness. Okay? Fullness is not halfness. Okay? Fullness is complete. Fullness is God did what he said he was going to do. He didn't stop short. He did it. We have been brought into fullness because he is the head over every power and authority. Remember those two words, every power and authority. In him, you were also circumcised with the circumcision not performed by human hands. Your whole self ruled by the flesh was put off when you were circumcised by Christ. So when we were circumcised by Christ, not a physical circumcision, but circumcised through him, then we had been brought into fullness and everything that was against us was put off. Meaning everything that was against us, he took away. He defeated every power and every authority that was over us. All right, you with me? Having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through your faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. When you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sins, having canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness. Ah, look at that. Having canceled the charge 
of our legal indebtedness. Now, I wish I had someone who could cancel all of my debt. I wish I had someone to go to my bank and said, mortgage, canceled. Mortgage, paid for. Credit cards, gone. No, I don't. Okay? But Christ took our sins, took our mistakes, took our failures, took the powers and authorities that were over us, and he canceled them. He gave us power through him over them. Amen? So we matter that much that he would take the powers and authorities that had control of our lives, that had us in prison, that we couldn't do anything without them. He took them and he canceled it. Now, that makes me feel pretty good about myself, about who he made me, because he cared enough about me that he would cancel any debt of sin that was against me. Any charge that was against me. Christ canceled it by dying on the cross, brought us into fullness so that we could have full access to his power, so we could have full access to his authority, so we could have full access to his love, all because you matter. And you've been thinking about yourself, I'm nothing, I don't matter. Ha, I got news for you, you matter. You matter so much that he died on the cross and got up again. You matter. So we brought into fullness. He canceled our indebtedness, and it, it stood against us and condemned us. Our indebtedness stood against us and condemned us. And he has taken it away by nailing it to the cross. And having, I love this part, having disarmed the powers and authorities, he disarmed them. Do you know what that means? He took their power away. He disarmed them. That when they were, when they were against us, when they had us, he disarmed them, took away their weapons. No weapon formed against us will prosper, huh? He disarmed the weapons so that they don't have power over us. What a mighty God. What a loving God, worthy of our praise. Yes. Hallelujah. This is what God has done for us. Just because I matter, you matter. The person sitting next to you matters. You're not sitting next to anybody? Okay, way over. They matter. <laughs> they matter. So he has taken it and disarmed it. And look, and look what he did. Nailed it on the cross, disarmed it. He made a public spectacle of them. Wow, your enemies, the authorities, the powers that were over you, he made a public spectacle of them. Not in secret, but in public. In public. That kind of reminds me of, of, of the Psalm of David said, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemy. God doesn't have to do anything in secret. He can do it publicly. He, you made a public spectacle of them. And meaning everything they built up against me, everything they, 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 they lied or criticized, everything they charged against me, you took it, God, and you wiped it away by making a public spectacle of them. Mm. Because I matter to you, God. And because I matter to you, I matter to myself. Because you love me, Lord, I love myself. Because you accept me, Lord, I accept myself. My friends might reject me, but if I'm the only one standing there all alone, I'm going to give myself a hug and I'm going to love me.
Because when I love myself, I can experience and receive the love of Christ. The enemy is defeated because of what he did on the cross. He triumphed over them by the cross. Therefore, do not let anyone judge you by what you eat or drink or with regards to your religious festivals, a new moon celebration or a Sabbath. Don't let anyone judge you. Don't let anyone tell you about yourself. Don't let anyone put you down. Don't let anyone tell you who you are. You know who you are. Know who you are. Greater is he that's in. Yeah. Come on, say it loud. You than he that is in the world. Eh? <laughs> he that is in the world has been made a public spectacle. So great is he that lives in us. Great is he that lives in me and in you. <laughs> we are blessed. We are blessed by the best. We have so much in Jesus, so much in Christ. And listen, you don't have to wait for something to go wrong in your life to, 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 to realize it. Know it every day, whether things are good, whether things are bad. Know it every day. Know who Christ is. Know who he is in you, that he lives large and big in you. I often say to people, don't wait for a crisis to realize who Christ is. Don't wait for something to go wrong and be like, oh, I need help. I no, know it every day. He lives in you. Yes. Hallelujah. He thrives in you. He loves being in you. you he indwells us. Yes. Our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit that disarmed the devil. The Holy Spirit that put the devil under his feet. The Holy Spirit that gave us victory. Hallelujah, the Holy Spirit that guides you and leads you and teaches you and tells you when trouble is coming. Why does he do that? Because you matter. Because you matter. You matter to Jesus. And if, that's, if he's the only one I matter to, if he's for me, it's more than the world against me. If I got Jesus on my side, that's enough. You matter, people. We matter. Peter, 1 Peter, in case you're still wondering why, why we matter. 1 Peter's inspired to write this. He reminds us who we are. He reminds us what we are. He reminds us how we are. He helps us to have great self-esteem. He encourages us because sometimes... I forget who I am, okay? Not, not my name or things like that, but I forget, you know, <laughs> I know who I am, okay? But sometimes I forget who I am, meaning what Christ made me, who Christ made me, okay? Um, the relationship that we have with Christ, the access that we have with Christ. Sometimes we forget that. This is what Peter said, chapter 2, verse 9, 1 Peter, chapter 2, verse 9. But you are a chosen people. You are a chosen people. Many are called, few are chosen, right? You are chosen. We didn't choose God, God chose us. 
We were minding our own business, and he chose us. Have you ever been in gym class? And, or for young people, PE, physical education. And they line up and say, okay, two captains. Everybody else line up. Captains, pick your team. Choose your players. And you're standing there. Please. Please choose me. Please. Please choose me. I don't have much skill, but please choose me. I can't dribble a ball, but please choose me. And they're picking, and da da da. And you hear your name, David. <gasps> I've been chosen. Sorry, Sally, but I've been chosen. You feel good that you have been chosen. You've been picked, you've been chosen. You're not the last person. You know, even if you're the last person, you still get chosen, right? But you want to get, you don't want to be the last one because that says something. Okay? You've been chosen. This is what it is in God. We were in a line. We were going to hell. We, listen, and God picked us out. He called your name. And he said, come, follow me. I'll make you fishers of men. Come and follow me. Take up your cross. Follow me. Come and follow me. I'll give you life and that more abundantly. Come and follow me. I'll give you victory. I'll be your God. I'll be your Lord. I'll be your Christ. I'll be your Savior. Come follow me. I'll be your healer. Come follow me. Hallelujah. You might make mistakes, but keep following me. You might, not, you might not get it right the first time. Keep following me. People, you might lose friends and family. Keep following me. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. This is what God wants us to do. Follow. 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 Because you've been chosen to follow him. You're a chosen people. You're royal priesthood. You're royalty. That means you're precious. You're precious in his sight. He takes care of his royal. His royalty he cares for. He loves. We are royal to God. Do you believe that? Huh? Yeah. Royalty to God. So we ought to walk and think of ourselves as being royal. Now, I'm not talking about stuck up and conceited and, you know, thinking you're the, the best thing since sliced bread. I'm talking about being humble, knowing who he is in you, knowing who he made you to be, boasting in him, not in yourself, because you've done nothing. You deserve no credit. But because of him. Him, I'm royalty. You're a holy nation. Not a perfect nation, a holy nation. We're holy because we're in him. We make mistakes. Even though we're a holy nation, Israel was called holy nation because God chose them. They didn't choose God. God chose them to be a holy nation. Abraham, he was chosen. Okay? The holy nation. We are also, we are adopted. We are grafted in that. We are a holy nation. We matter because we're a holy nation. And I love this. You're God's special possession. Don't you like to feel special? Don't everyone in here like to feel special? Yeah. We're God's special possession. That means we belong to him. We belong to him. And we're special to him. That means he will look out for us. 
He will care for us. He will love us. He will correct us. He will chastise us. But after he chastises us, he will, he, will, he will continue to love us, never to let us down. So you're his special, special possession. So because we are chosen, royal, holy, and special, this is what we ought to do. That you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous or wonderful light. This is what we're made for, people. We are made to declare his praises. We are made to exalt him. We are made to worship him. We are made to glorify him. We are made to lift our hands and say, thank you, Jesus. We are made to put our hands together and say, God, you are good. That's what we are made. We are vessels of praise. We are made. Listen, the Holy Spirit is in us and there's a connection to heaven. Then we ought to praise him because he's worthy, because he made us matter. Hallelujah. You ought to praise him by hallelujah. Yes. Come on, people. He's good. God is gracious. He loves us. He adores us. He's given his best for us. And all he asks us to do is follow him and declare his praise. That if I'm feeling down, he's still good. If I fail, he's wonderful. Hallelujah. If people don't like me, he loves me. And I thank you for that, God. I give you all the praise, all the glory, all the honor. You are my God of gods. You are my king of kings. You are my Lord of lords. You are my Alpha and Omega. Woo, beginning and the end. First and the last. Rose of Sharon, Lily of the Valley. You are God. Hallelujah. Bright morning star. You are God. Lion of Judah, you are God, my everything. And I love you, Lord, because you made me matter. Hallelujah. So because you love me, Lord, I love myself. Hallelujah. Because you cherish me, I cherish myself. Thank you for making me who I am. Because you make no mistakes. You never fall short of your promise. Yes. I'm 5'7". As I said, he didn't intend for me to be 6'2", right? He didn't stop. So you are who you are. Be happy with that. Hey, we come in many shapes, sizes, colors. What else? Genders, okay? We are different people. We're different people, okay? But we all mean the same to God. And he loves us unconditionally. Right. Because I'm, I, what I'm glad about is that God doesn't just see this physical, fleshly me. He sees the soul. He sees the spirit. He sees the image of his son in all of us. And you know how he feels about his son. Right? He loves his son, Jesus. And Jesus loves us. So we got love going on all over between us, Jesus, and God. So 
be happy. So if you came this morning feeling a little down and hard on yourself and feeling like you don't measure up, you're not good enough, you don't, you don't cut, you know, you, mm, let's, let's call the devil a lie and let's send his lies back to the pits. How about that? Hmm? Yeah, he's the father of every lie, right? And I'm not going to be the mother of that lie, right? He's a liar. But God is the way, the truth, and the life. And he gives us these gifts. 1 Corinthians 13 tells us the end of the chapter. He says, now abideth faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. Okay? He gives us these gifts to help us love ourselves and know that we matter. Why does he give us faith? Faith leads us to follow him. Okay? Faith is an action, right? Faith is not an emotion. Faith is not a feeling. Faith is not a head case. Faith is an action. Okay? When you hear, when you have faith, that means there should be some action. You know my works because of my faith, or you know my faith because of my works. That means there's action to it. So when we have faith, we should be following Jesus. Jesus invites us. He chose us. Come and follow me. Hope leads to help. Okay? So that we're not hopeless or helpless, we have hope in Christ. And that hope leads us to call on him. Look to the hills from which cometh your help. Your help comes from who? From the Lord who made heaven and earth. So our help, when we hope, as long as you got hope, you got help coming. I'm going to say that again. As long as you got hope, you got help coming. Woohoo, I heard, yeah. Okay, keep your hope. Make sure that you are hoping. Now, look, hope and faith are not the same thing. Okay, that's a whole other lesson, but just, you know, hope and faith are not the same thing because hope is more of a feeling, it's not an action. But as long as you got hope, you got help coming. So keep hoping, keep looking to the hills because your help is coming. And then love, the, per- the, the best one, love leads to life. Okay, and he comes to give us life more abundantly. Huh? I come to give you life that you might have it more abundantly. So love, if we have love, then we're going to experience life in Jesus. If we love ourselves, we'll experience life for ourselves. We love Jesus, we'll experience life in Jesus if we love. So let's love each other. Let's keep hope. And let's work and move and live by faith. Let's move by faith. All of this is because you and I matter to Jesus. So if you're here this morning, like I said, and you're down on yourself, we want to send that away. We want to disarm that. We want to make a public spectacle of whatever's been holding you down and holding you back. Whatever you've been crying about, putting yourself to sleep at night, crying about it, distressed and depressed, listen, we're going to disarm that this morning. Make a public spectacle of it because those powers and authorities have no power and authority over us. Because he that the Son hath made free is free indeed. Maybe you're not a follower of Jesus this morning, and he's given this invitation, offering this invitation. He's choosing you, he's picking you on his team. Will you be a follower of Jesus Christ? 
this morning. As we pray, the prayer of Romans says, if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, we shall be saved. Romans also says that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So we're going to pray that and ask you to repeat the words. You can say it out loud or you can say it in your heart. But we're praying that you become a follower of Jesus and we're also praying that whatever powers and authorities that have been holding you down and holding you back, that they will be disarmed this morning and you will walk in your freedom and your liberty of Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Repeat these words. Dear Lord, I confess that I'm a sinner. Forgive me for all my sins. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, died for my sins, rose for my life. Today, by grace, through faith, I am saved, a follower of Jesus Christ. Thank you for choosing me. And this morning, Lord, we just disarm everything that's been against us. And we thank you. We declare your praises in the precious name of Jesus. You are worthy. Amen. Amen. Praise God.